Welcome, everyone, to episode five of Just Me with R.R. Campbell. We made it against all odds. Well, maybe not against all odds, against some odds, and those odds mostly being me. We made it. I'm really happy that you're here for this fifth episode of the show. If you can tell by the tone of my voice or by my expression, if you're watching this on YouTube, I am in a much more inspired mood today than I was last week, and I think for a couple of our past episodes, and there are a few reasons for that. And one of them is that last night, Monday the 23rd of March, I took to YouTube for the first time ever for a live, for a live stream. Uh, and it was pitched kind of as a Q&A or as a general hangout if you are bored during these times of being cooped up at home. And I really didn't know what to expect. I was very unsure about, oh, okay, well, how's this going to go? Is it going to be me talking into the abyss for an hour with no one showing up and not having questions to answer? Is this going to fall flat on its face? And I'm happy to report that it did not. In fact, I was really thankful for everyone who came out last night to join that chat. I'm thinking specifically of people like Avery Ames, uh, Sarah Smith, Kim Morgan, I believe Becca Zornow of Conquer Books stopped by for a little while. And we had this really great time just hanging out. And I know I was drinking a little bit of wine. I know others, it was, a, it was a BYOB situation, of course. I could not provide beverages for everyone involved, but we just had an opportunity to spend some time together and to play a fun game that I think we are calling, what are we gonna call it? Uh, setting Goal Conflict. And if you missed the live event and you still wanna tune into that, it's of course on the YouTube channel. I really had a lot of fun and it inspired me today to try to take a more, like I said, inspired tone, because there is so much to really look forward to. And one of those things is a topic that I know I've been trying to bring into this programming for a couple of weeks now, and that's this idea of reclamation and rebirth. And part of reclamation and part of rebirth ties into something that you might have noticed over the course of episode one, all the way to episode five now, the music at the start of these episodes changes just a little bit every time, does it not? And why is that? What's that all about? Well, something that you might not know about me is that when I was, especially in high school and early in college, I was very much into music. And not in the sense that I know that so many of us really cling to music during those formative years to help inform who we are. Of course, that was that was part of it, but I was actually in a handful of bands and not, say, the middle school or high school band playing trumpet or what have you, but a few independent garage bands that did shows in the Milwaukee area. And some of those bands were like pop punk. It was kind of like a Blink-182 thing. And then the band that I was in that lasted longest was a post-hardcore band, which was much more quote-unquote edgy, if you will. And I, of course, did my own sort of indie stuff with acoustic guitar, etc., what have you. And since sometime, oh, I don't know, in college, and maybe this is sounding starting to starting starting to sound familiar now, I did kind of get away from all of that. It's been quite some time since I've revisited music, but what I'm doing in all of these episodes is throwing a track down in something like GarageBand and then adding a new layer every week. And we're letting it evolve and we're letting it grow into whatever it needs to become kind of like we are doing with this show and kind of like what we're doing with ourselves on a day-to-day, -day, on a month-to-month, on a year-to-year -year basis. 
And I thought that created some really great synergy. It was an affirmation of the themes that I want all of this to explore and that I think we're, we're exploring actively right now, whether we realize it or not. And that ties in, I think, to this idea of reclamation because I'm reclaiming this thing that I was once very passionate about in a capacity that is very much within my control and it is bringing me joy once again. And to further that point, I plan on every month starting with a new beat, with a new melody, with a new whatever the case might be, and seeing where that goes. Because though our journey to better understanding ourselves and to better understanding the times in which we live is linear and constantly progressing, it changes along the way. And we come into new understandings of who we are, and sometimes it has a different feel to it, kind of like every episode of this show has a different feel to it. And we need to be ready for that. We need to be nimble. We need to be able to adapt and to challenge ourselves when these come up. And so you will find, as we slip into the first official episode of April, we will be get, we will start off with a new track. And I hope that you really enjoy that one, as I hope you've enjoyed the evolution of this one. I'll make them available online at some point for you if you want to download an mp3 just let me know shoot me an email at just me with rr at gmail.com or you know where to find me on twitter as at i am rr campbell same thing over on instagram but if that's something you're interested in and you want to use it in your own stuff i'm sure we can figure out a creative commons licensure licensure thing to use it i'd love to share it with you but that's just one part of reclamation today right i also want to talk about reclamation even more in the realm of music and also in the realm of self and how that leads to a rebirth. One of the things that I mentioned last night in the YouTube AMA, the live stream event, was that finally, after much uh, tension and uncertainty about the arrival of it, uh, the Nintendo Switch that my wife and I ordered showed up yesterday on our doorstep this was a great boon to the happiness in our household because even though only one of the games we ordered arrived, it's something to kind of break up the day. It's something a little bit different and it is something that, similar to my relationship to music, I used to really be into video games. I was one of the people who was always on Xbox Live back when that debuted, whenever it was that that debuted. I played a ton of that throughout college and after college, in fact, but just like music, it became something that fell so far into the background of my life that I was no longer actively engaging something that once proved to be a really incredible escape. And so yesterday, for the first time in years, I had that sort of, I was able to reclaim that joy of opening a box. It was like I was, uh, it was like Christmas Day way back in what, 1992, and I opened up that Super Nintendo opening that up, and though I watched my dad install that one when I was like four, I was able to unbox this system, set it up, and strap in to play uh, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which I know it's been probably a couple years since that one has been out by now, but everything everyone has said about it has proven true so far. I completely lost myself in playing that game for a couple of hours, and for someone who will admit has not had a hobby to speak of for many years, because though things like podcasting, things like doing these videos, things like writing, they are ways to pass the time. I do them, I do them as a way to try to engage uh, in a space that doesn't feel very hobby-like, at least to me. 
But having the opportunity to lose myself for a couple of hours in Breath of the Wild helped me reclaim a sense of wonder and helped me get in touch with parts of me and parts of who I am that I hadn't experienced in so long. And that was, oh no, here comes that word. I said a few episodes, I wouldn't use it, but it really was uh, a special thing to look back on and reflect on. And to know that that is now available again is really empowering for me. And it gives me something new to which I can tether myself. And I know that if you are not a gamer, this maybe seems kind of silly, or maybe if you are someone who has played video games but never really connected with them, it might not seem like, I don't know, maybe I'm heaping too high of praise on this. But the point that I want to share here is that what works for me, which I'm finding to be things like creating the music for these episodes, what I'm finding to be playing video games and having an opportunity to actually share this with my wife now too, who is playing these systems and has a harvest moon showing up today, fingers crossed if the mail or UPS or whoever is in fact uh, delivering this admittedly non-essential item. That's a really great thing to have. And it's leading me to feel as though despite the challenges that we are facing right now as a society and despite the challenges that we might be facing in our day-to-day lives as a result of that, there are opportunities still for reclaiming these tiny bits of us and for reclaiming parts of our day and for putting away the Twitter feeds, for putting away the raving folks over on Facebook and the conspiracy mongers that lurk around every turn and finding space to see ourselves reborn in a sort of new light. And I know that this is perhaps hyperbolic in its description, but I want to make sure that we don't do anything to diminish the power of all of this because it's so easy to say, well, if I open up too much about my passion for being able to clear my head because that's really what's at the heart of it, whether it's video games or knitting or candle making or woodwork or whatever the case is, we don't want to diminish the joy that that brings us because there are so many opportunities for us to feel as though we are being pushed down and put into a box. And like I said, you know, episode one, I felt as though I was still creating this safe little space for myself, even in that episode where I could be a version of me that I think I am slowly stepping out of more as we get deeper and deeper into these episodes. It's so important that we make sure we embrace that, despite, I don't know, the thought that there could be folks out there who would look upon that and say, oh, X, Y, Z, I can't believe you're into X, Y, Z, because forget about them. They're not your community. I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean that in an objective, hey, that's fine. Their opinion doesn't need to mean something to you. There are a lot of ways that you can just be yourself and find the people who are going to come to something like your equivalent of a YouTube live stream event. I mean, I could have never dreamed that four years ago before I was doing any podcasting whatsoever, uh, back when I was just starting to get on Twitter again after a long time away, that I could have found myself in a position to have created a community amongst however small a group of people it proved to be last night that for a first-time event, there would be people who would be willing to come out and just spend some time together. And had I at any point along the way not reclaimed the joy that I was finding in podcasting, if I had diminished the 
happiness that all this was bringing to me if I had listened to the people who said, well, why should anyone listen to you? What is it that you expect to be bringing? Well, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to be part of that. And so I'm trying to express some gratitude here. I'm trying to express some encouragement if you are feeling as though you're maybe not ready to fall back on those old standbys, if you're feeling as though perhaps the time isn't right to get in touch with that which it feels as though you have left too far behind in your past because it is still waiting there for you. And it's waiting there for you in ways that I think you may not yet realize. For example, among the other things that I'm trying to do lately to reclaim this sense of self is listening to the music that I listened to back in high school because it has been quite some time since I've listened to most of those albums in any capacity, let alone start to finish, let alone while I have my headphones in at work, let alone while I'm here doing promo for this project, that project, whatever the case might be. And what I am finding is that through the eyes of someone who is now double the age that he was back when he was listening to some of these songs for the first time, there's still, it's an interesting relationship, right? Because there are parts of me that listen to these songs and I hear the lyrics and I think, yeah, I kind of get now why my parents, specifically my mom, might have been a little concerned. But that said, I'm also finding that as an adult, when I hear what is coming through the speakers, when I hear what's coming through the headphones, I think about the young man that I was and go, I never listened to the lyrics and heard them the same way that I hear them now. I wasn't actively thinking about what it is that they are saying. I was finding these strange nuances and it was all metaphor. Whereas I think now I'm hearing this and I'm thinking of it as a very literal thing. And perhaps that just comes with a different set of life experiences, whatever that might come with. And so I will admit that for a time, listening to some of this again, though I felt as though I was still capturing the power and the happiness and the unbridled, just uh, letting it all go and feeling like it was okay to be loud and proud and many things that I am not now, at least as it pertains to loud. I am a very, generally speaking, soft-spoken person who does not like to be in loud environments. Uh, I'm finding that despite all of that, despite the extraordinary dissonance and the discord that comes with listening to some of these songs again, that there is, there's a beauty in that. And I'm seeing both the lyrics and I'm feeling the music through a different lens. And it helps me feel as though I'm in a position to understand not just the music in a way that I couldn't appreciate it at the time, but also the person that I was. And then the person that I became over the course of the last 15, 16, 17 years. And it helps me feel, in fact, proud of the progress that I have been able to make as a person while still respecting that at the time, in any time, I have only ever been doing what I felt was best for myself. And achieving that understanding of self and achieving that relationship to self has meant more to me than many other, we'll say, exercises or many other experiences have as of late. And I think a lot of that, including my return 
to visiting this music again and trying to reclaim it in a new light. And all of that is due to a few different things. One of them is, of course, this podcast about understanding who we are, who we've been, and who we might become. It's also coming through in my writing as I allow myself to write in a less speculative space. I don't know if I've mentioned this particular manuscript, but my current work in progress is about someone who lives in Madison, Wisconsin, and has had or is has been party to a number of rather corporate jobs and feels pretty disillusioned with them. Sorry, but feels pretty disillusioned with them and spends his day. Now, this is where the fiction comes in, right? This character spends his day in his spam inbox trying to scam the scammers. This is a practice called scam baiting, and there are communities for this on Reddit, for example, but all across the internet. But we have this scam baiter character who is hanging out in his inbox, and on page one of the manuscript, he receives an email from his father in his spam inbox. And this is strange because, you see, the main character's father has been dead for 20 years. And the book kind of takes off from there. And though this is, of course, not 100% my experience, what I'm writing about, what I'm trying to reclaim, what I'm trying to explore in ways that I have not explored yet, is my own relationship to my dad, who passed in 2016, and my own relationship to the possibility that what if one day you were to be in your email inbox and get contact from a loved one that was once with you that is no longer what choices would you make? Would you try to reclaim that? Would you not believe it? Would you flirt with the idea of meeting with this person? Would you demand proof? What would you do? And even if you had the opportunity to be reunited with this individual that you lost that was so important to you, would you take it? Or would it be better off to leave things as they were in the land of the living? And that experience, as I write that book, about 30,000 words in to the first draft right now, I want to say, has helped me feel so much better about my relationship to grief, about my relationship to joy, about my relationship to my dad and in ways that are helping me reclaim the reality of the situation and to really embrace the idea of, accept, of acceptance in our stages of grief, right? And we'll see where our main character ultimately lands. I mean, I know where he's going to land because I happen to know where this book ends, despite writing this one by the seat of my pants, off an outline, that is. But unlike in that manuscript, we don't have the opportunity in real life to know how it's going to end for all of us. We don't know what the end of every day is going to bring. We don't know what the next hour is going to bring, despite whatever it is that we might plan on. But what is within our control is that which surrounds us immediately and that which we might explore in attempts to reclaim and find a rebirth at times when it might feel as though it's, it's not the time for that at all. And so today in reflecting on reclamation and rebirth, I want to encourage you to get in touch with a past version of yourself, to bring it unto you and embrace it in ways that perhaps you didn't think would be there for you. 
And if you're not quite ready to do the the big bad wolf of whatever it is, if you're not ready to face something that might foist upon you some strong sense of grief, pick something that made you happy, like I did with music. It's something that, yes, I was sad to have quote unquote left behind, but I knew that in that there would be some joy and even just the act of listening to a few albums while I worked made all the difference in helping me make these new understandings of self. So we'll leave it there for now. Thank you for joining me for episode five of Just Me with R.R. Campbell. Before we wind down too much, I do want to mention that you will get a new episode now every Thursday going forward. This will start on April 9th, in fact. And also, I have now launched a Patreon page for Just Me with R.R. Campbell. Yeah, I know, in that YouTube live stream, I talked a fair amount about what it means to try to monetize some of this and try to exist as a freelancer here in the 21st century, particularly with all the challenges we are facing economically at the moment. But if you are enjoying this content, if you would like to show your support for it on a monthly basis, you do have the opportunity to do that now at patreon.com slash rr. That's patreon.com slash rr. And you'll get some access to personalized letter sent to your home from me. I will record up to a minute video just thanking you or if you'd like me to send a message to a friend, whatever the case might be, I will do something like that over there. There's the opportunity to unlock live streams of these episodes as I record them. So you can actually hear them two days earlier and throw some questions my way. I probably won't respond during the episode, but there will certainly be opportunities for me to respond to them the following week. And those will be different than the monthly live streams that I will do for the general public. So you'll be getting access to some exclusive content there as well. But I do hope you'll visit patreon.com slash justmewithrr. And even if you don't, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as at I am R.R. Campbell, and please do tune in to this podcast. Please do tune in to it on YouTube. Like, subscribe, comment. You know how it goes. I'm really happy to have you here. So until next time, we'll wrap this up as we always have thus far, and we'll be back with some new songs and a new outlook on April 9th. But until then, I'm encouraging you to live unscripted, to live unedited, and live unafraid.